0: Bone says we have got 106 likes already. Look yeah. at that! How do we do that? DK, that means we got people who are just like lined up waiting to come in. They
1: gotta be, man. You know what? We're appreciative of that always, right? DK. I, well, I know that answer. Yes,
0: we yeah, are. Yeah, most definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. We got a fun show. We were just going over what we're going to talk about here today, and we ended up coming up with one word.
1: Yeah, brand brand we'll we'll talk about speaking of brand too i I mentioned us having all those well you mentioned us having all those likes now already but this is what happens too dk this is why we're so antsy about the football uh nfl schedule release and all those types of things because of the brand yesterday we both were kind of busy and and truthfully the port, the biggest portion of it to me i didn't think they were going to get a good product for me yesterday dk if i can be i was dog bleeping tired man like That stretch finally caught up to me, and you know how it goes when the body decides it's gonna shut down. Body says no, and what is it gonna do, DK? Do
0: you like my robot sound right there? That was pretty good, right there, DK. Whereas today, the body is eminently capable of ringing a bell.
1: (laughs) It is. Are we ready already? Mm -hmm. All right, I'm gonna give you two dings today.
0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. He's Ramon in Hendersonville, Tennessee. I'm Dan Kovacevic in downtown Pittsburgh. And tomorrow is the start of the Steelers rookie mini camp. That, for anybody who doesn't know, if you're new to football and people come along uh, who are brand new to this all the time, you always want to be welcoming them with your arms open. Don't ever act like you're above them or (laughs) you're in some exclusive club, man. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's the National Football League. And this is the Ramon Foster Show. All of the draft picks come in yeah all of the undrafted free agents come in anyone in that category is there you will have no veterans you will have no one who has participated in the national football league at this thing it's an orientation camp it's who we are it's what we are it's where we are they'll even have a session where they meet with art rooney just so that he can talk about who the steelers are it's a different kind of camp don't think of it as performance
1: no, no doubt about it. It is a different type of camp, man. You're so correct. I will say this there's, there's usually one or two schools, though, DK, where the rookies can't come in. And my history of being with the team, maybe you have more information on that. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Uh, you when don't it came down it. To, <laughs> no, not even remember, I didn't even try to. Okay, when it came into them coming into town, most of us was just in the weight room watching them do work, like, man, he. He's not gonna make it, you know like one of those conversations, but uh it didn't bother me too much because I never really had to do that type of rookie uh rookie mini camp and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. but I, the Ohio State, I think UCLA and USC, maybe Stanford, I think because they work on the quarter system uh and not semesters, like some of their rookies
0: aren't available to come in until after they get done with the year. Yeah, it's not it's not a hundred percent attendance. But if somebody isn't there, it's because of what Ramon's describing. It's not some sort of protest. Yeah. Other other interesting thing to throw into this is that you don't need to be signed yeah, uh, to right. an NFL contract. Uh, none of the Steelers draft picks are currently signed. Of course, that's not as much of an issue now as it used to be, since there's a cap in place uh, for for drafted players. But that's another thing that'll come up. So you you'll see Broderick Jones, right. you'll see Joey Porter Jr. Uh, you'll see Keanu Benton. You'll see the guys that you want to see. Uh, Darnell Washington, getting to lay yeah. eyes on him and his health and everything. Yeah, so, Mona, we're going to talk about the brand today, the Steelers brand, and, it, you know, why, why it is what it is and whether it still is what it was. I, I, I think this is
1: a phenomenal starting topic, considering, DK, today is scheduled release. Tonight, I think 8 or 8.30 Central – I mean, Eastern – 8 Eastern Eastern is the uh, schedule release. And I know you can search Twitter. Some people are leaking it. I saw the Giants entire schedule. Me personally, now that I'm older and savvy enough, okay, I want to wait until Christmas. Okay, DK, (laughs) let me just wait on the 8 8 p.m. Eastern, man. Uh, But the brand, the question I have for you, DK, and I was like, are we that big of a brand? Even in down years, D.K., even in suspect years, even in quarterback changes, the, re- the reason I'm asking this question is one, because all of y'all are here to watch me and D.K. Uh, uh, gaggle about the Pittsburgh Steelers and all things sports. But as far as the NFL goes, as, as far as the big networks go, y'all know who they are. we Sunday night football, Monday night football, Thursday night football. All the streaming services are related to the Steelers. We always seem always. to have five primetime games. And me personally, I looked at it even different, DK, because I, I, I used to consider primetime anything after that 1 o'clock start. Like the 425s to me, I think it's more eyes on you. I thought it was a semi-primetime. But if you look back over the years, 2018, the Pittsburgh Steelers had one, two, three, four. Four okay primetime games that meaning starting at eight eight o'clock Eastern at night time, and they also had one, two, three, four, five, five, four late afternoon games. DK, that is significant. That speaks a lot about the crowd that watches us. That also puts a whole lot of pressure on the performance and the expectation of the Pittsburgh Steelers too. That brand DK is good. As it stands right now over the last decade plus. Heck, for a long
0: time, man. It's it's beyond sustainable as an elite brand, not in the National Football League, but in the world of professional sports. Yes. That's underscoring the word world. Uh, the Steelers are a global brand. Moan, you and I have, have traveled internationally. I'm sure a ton of our viewers have traveled internationally. What happens when you get in a cab and you say... <laughs> Say you're from Pittsburgh. What's the first word that comes out of the cab person's mouth? Steelers. Steelers.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Steelers. It it is, man. Whether you're in London, Germany, Mexico, like it's legitimately a brand and it carries a whole lot of weight, man. I know there's others that rival it and I love, honestly, DK, your – your 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 uh, history lesson you gave us about the idea of it being America's team or 18. No, it's not. It's Pittsburgh no, team. It's Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> man. You they could have took that and ran with it, right? But no, it's Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Like it is a phenomenal brand, and to me, it's amazing that this grows as far as the team wins and expectation continues to go above and beyond because you're put on that platform, like and that 20 what was it, 12 or 13 season we had in London, right? You remember that mm-hmm. one where we started off 0-4? That was honestly my aha moment, DK. Uh, it was 2013 when we lost in London. and we went 0-4 to start the season, it was 0-4 in the preseason. It was at that moment I had to speak to the group, and I was like, we got to understand that what we play for on the side of that right, right side of that helmet means a lot. Your last name means a whole lot too. But whenever you walk on that field, How teams perceive you, how teams want to beat you is way different than any other teams, man. And that's why we continue to get those primetime games. Tonight, I'm guessing when the schedule is released,
0: we get averages at least four, four eight o'clock games and then remember that there's all kinds of flexing that, that can occur even after whatever it is that you see tonight. Uh, everyone's going to say, "Hey, look, Steelers have X number of primes hanging." That actually that's the part they don't want to tell you because it'll kill a lot of the buzz of the scheduling show is that this isn't the schedule. <laughs> what they're <laughs> yeah. showing you tonight. Yeah. Okay, it just isn't. Yeah. Other than what city they're going to be in and what week they're going to be there, you don't even know if that's the day of the week that they're going to play. What impressed me the most from a scheduling standpoint about the Steelers brand yeah. and the survivability of it and the eternal quality to it is that these even when they were not good yeah, just man. now it didn't matter they were still putting them on sunday nights and whatever and you could go you could go years at a time without seeing the atlanta falcons on primetime football yeah man even when the falcons were good Matt ryan years they just didn't put them on chargers Why? chargers was another team like yeah. that is it, it was it because uh Atlanta's a small city. No, Atlanta's enormous. It's big. It's didn't, real didn't big.
1: Matter. It's an attraction city, man, where NFL young rookies want to go to those types of cities too. Pittsburgh is one of those I know what I'm here for type of cities. Like I'm here to play football. But you look at Pittsburgh, what would you call it, DK? A mid market as far as the NFL oh, yeah. is concerned? We're, we're, mid- we're,
0: yeah, yeah. We're 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 a very mid-sized city, mid-sized market in every regard. Uh meaning just as a city. As a city. It doesn't it doesn't matter because the Steelers reach is is beyond that. For example, you know, we looked at these international games that were announced uh, yesterday. You know, now other than the Jaguars, who have yeah. been kind of like a London B team mm-hmm. for many years now. Have. Other than the Jaguars, and all of that they've actually gotten good lately. Yeah. All the rest of the teams were brand teams. Yes. All of them. It was all, you know. Chiefs and Giants, and they, they didn't send over anybody who they thought was everyone over there would be kind of going, huh? Huh? Who's that what? team? What's this? Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't any of that.
1: It, it, uh, it wasn't, but DK, it can't be that way either, man. Just simply because the brand of the NFL is going to expand further and further than what we've seen so far. Like, what are they going? They're going to London, they're going to Frankfurt this year. Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it, where
0: they're going next year, although it hasn't been announced. Why, the reason the Steelers are not going to Europe and haven't been to Europe since 2013 is they're saving their next international trip for down London. south. I mean, nope. Mexico. Mexico, yeah.
1: Mexico. Is that a trip you're willing to take right there? Seems like a good one, DK. Are
0: you talking about me? Yes. Oh, I don't miss a Steelers game. <laughs> now, that's, that's always an easy... I mean, you could you could put... You could put a Steelers game on the moon. I don't miss Steelers games. I, I mean, it's part of the job.
1: That, that is hilarious. Like, it was like an automatic answer from you. Oh, dude. yeah.
0: I, I got I got nothing. I mean, I, I haven't, you know, when have I missed a Steelers game? You know, you gotta, yeah. I got to be there for my job. There's only 16, 17 of those a year. You know? but I, I yes, know. I, to answer your question, I am really, I've been to Mexico uh, twice in my life. Uh, but never, only once on business. This is different. Yeah, yeah, no doubt
1: about it. I'm with uh, I'm with Jake right here. He says, "Man, Steelers in Mexico would be incredible," but and also said will be a home game. Mm-hmm. If if you know like I know, that is going to be a, a big time. Uh, that's that's going to be a big time dub for the Steelers down there. Just the expansion of just the fan base and just the growth. You can watch regular TV and see somebody in South America with a Steelers something on merch on, but. I'll be honest with y'all, the NFL has wrapped me in on this fandom side, on the coverage of the NFL, because I'm highly anticipating this. Uh, I also want to see DK, if the Rooney pool, if the Rooney pool is going to have a season opener in the city of Pittsburgh in the 4-1-2. That was a conversation that was had earlier this year, right, DK, where mm-hmm. Mr. Rooney said we need to see a change in that, and uh, he's one of the uh, the core core owners when it comes down to the NFL. So i love to see that be the case this year, man, uh, especially with all the buzz, especially with all the changes. Uh, I saw a comment a second ago, we'll get to it in the Hey Moan segment, that said, are we becoming Philly East? And I'm like, does it matter? And Philly West, does it matter? You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: the, the moves we made is for us to win. Philly became Pittsburgh East is what I'm Talk happened. about it. Okay, Same way as Baltimore mean, did. The guy who did that in Philly was a Pittsburgh guy who's now back in Pittsburgh, who's Andy White. Yeah. So there's no need to get into any. Are they trying to steal the the Eagles mojo or whatever? Right. You know, the, they just the, were hotter later. That's all. Yeah, the Steelers were that a uh, long, long time ago. Connor Hannon comes in as a new member, which reminds me that, That's how you do it here. Yeah. Okay. Come on in as a member. If you're already subscribed and everything else to the channel, the next level is becoming a member. Uh, You'll find a join button. Uh, We'll have a link for you up here shortly where we'll show you how everything is done. You just come right in. You just, uh, you get your your pick of fun emojis and everything else here. And after this little break that we're about to take, Mm -hmm. we will bring to you the only segment that matters. Yes. coverage that connects Man, this is we have we still have people gifting memberships which is really cool jake points out here whoever gifted me a membership is the goat we have two or three people that have been doing that lately and it's so cool i'm actually not even sure how it works (laughs) yeah but that's 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 really pretty neat here we're gonna get the the hey moan started Today, you can talk about whatever you want. I have one last thing to say on the brand thing, though, Moan.
1: I'm here for it. Let me hear it, DK. I, I,
0: I, I see all these references to the Steelers' bars and in Florida and in, and, and, and in this country and in that country, we love having everybody here. The Steelers love and embrace – the Steelers themselves love and embrace their fans wherever yep. they are globally. Yep. Talk about it openly, and they react accordingly. Moan, you've been the ambassador – to England,
1: yes, for this team, <laughs> I literally.
0: Okay, I you were the guy they sent over to stand there in front of parliament and everything else. And yeah. you know, and you and uh, who was it? Somebody from the Vikings,
1: uh, uh, who was it from the Vikings? Uh, Allen, Jared Allen.
0: Okay, that's right. Jared yep, Allen was there with you, and you, you were the two guys that were posing for stuff over there. Mm-hmm. And I see William McDuffie saying, Steelers bar near Dallas, Texas. Listen, guys, you are loved to death. It is Pittsburgh's team. Do not lose sight of this. It is a team that is built on this city's principles, this city's work ethic, this city's character. The two names are never separable. There is a Pittsburgh and there is a Steelers, and they go together. That is what they are. Just, just saying. I, I have to get that out of my system. I, you know? I have
1: seen the one in San Diego, DK. Let me tell you this. It will make you proud it would make oh, you proud it's it's something it, yeah. it, it's quite the sight yeah uh,
0: it, it it's also you know there's 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 some expats in there who you know who, who some people who never even had a chance to grow up in this great city mm-hmm. because they left either when they were very young kids or whatever else here here we go here we go tommy gets us started with a gusto filled <laughs> hey moan were you ever a designated receiver? I don't think I've ever asked you this. He's a guard,
1: everybody. Uh, yes, I played guard, but this is how it rolls in the NFL. More times than not, you need to show something in practice that's going to get you on the field. My blocking, run blocking my rookie year got me on the field. I was uh, extra tight end. My first burn was in the Cincinnati game. I remember it distinctly because it was on the road. I couldn't see the ball and couldn't see the snap, man. And I was just like, Oh, Lord, here we go, man. And I just blocked the guy in front of me. Yes, I had to report as eligible, man. And uh, nervous, uh, uh, really uncertain about what I needed to be doing. I just needed to know, Mon, get this job done. And I did.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Jake says 49ers open are kind of scary. I, I don't know that. Whoa, know whoa, that? whoa, whoa whoa i don't are i don't schedule know the reveals for here who cares uh
1: by the way jake the 49ers open or scary not not so much not not why that I think be of because this is my thing jake and god you're almost getting me into scout breakdown right now man they have trey lance and they have um they they have uh Brock Purdy who's dealing with a UCL injury right now. Trey Lance is barely pay, play without getting injured, and Brock Purdy is dealing with that UCL. I look at that game as a feast them. Go get them. I will say this. I do know that the uh, defense for the 49ers is very solid. They got Debo Samuels. They got some dudes on that side of the ball offensively too. But I like our uh, uh, I, I like our matchup. As, if we're talking about trying to win, be one and all in the season, I take that game all day. Yeah, I see that, Chad, too. Nick is there, but, I mean, you, you block as a team. He's one man. I'll take our chances on that game.
0: Yeah, I, I just – If it's again, the opener. Yeah, we don't even know that that's it. So, I'm going to get into a whole bunch of hypotheticals here. Cause I've seen these schedule things, and people – everyone wants to be the one with the exclusive. Yeah. Um, you know, just let it – it's not that big a deal. Just let it come out. You know, you already know who the Steelers are facing. By the way, the Steelers – Home schedule are the divisional teams plus the Cardinals, Packers, Jaguars, Patriots, 49ers, and Titans. Presuming that the Steelers open at home, as Art Rooney was uh, lo- lo- lobbying for openly, yeah. publicly, then. R- r- who out of those, I mean, unless it's a divisional team, where you would you go, whoa, yeah. to that? You know, if they're playing the Titans here at home, the only good thing about that is that Ramon would come up.
1: Earlier. That's what that yeah, is. Exactly.
0: Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> the season opener doesn't scare you because nobody really knows much about one another from year to year. You have a, nope. a basis of what you're expecting. Uh, but that's the reason most people will tell you, too, the season doesn't really start until, like, week four. And you saying to yourself, why does it start in week four? Well, you need that amount of time to get tendencies down to see what they're going to do in certain situations. By four weeks, you should have seen almost every blitz, every deep pass, some trick plays that may come into play, but you get an opportunity to catch a rhythm of what teams will and will not do against certain sets. That's why I always give grace in the early parts of the season.
0: Antoine says, I have faith in my Steelers. I'm already planning on getting Sunday ticket. Um. The road schedule for the Steelers, meaning not schedule schedule. This is who they're going to face, which is, again, all that matters. The three divisional teams, the Texans, the Colts, the Raiders, the Rams, and the Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, That is a lot of travel, separate travel to the West Coast. Um, (sighs) Yeah. Moan, respectfully, yeah, man. You guys didn't handle that all that. No,
1: well. disrespectfully, DK. <laughs> disrespectfully. You did not it. We did not. That that is a little bit of a gauntlet when you look at it again. And I'll throw this one in there too. That Houston trip ain't a short trip either, DK. Okay. It's three hours. It's three yeah. hours right from here. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it it is um I'm I'm hoping with all of this youth. I'm hoping with all of this motivation. And honestly, them being so young and dumb that they don't know what's what, that we really break that tendency of losing on the West coast, DK, it, it is something that bothered me while I played. And I also look at the game somewhat skewed when we got to go off to the West coast to this day, simply because history show it, it, I don't know what you want to call it. What do you call it? You've been there.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I call it inexcusable. Inexcusable. I respectfully. That's fair. I just don't think it's that big a deal. Uh, I, you know, I, I travel independently. We don't travel with the teams and any of the teams that we cover here. Okay. Um, That's just a journalism thing. But when you go out to the West coast, like I'm going to make, I'm going to make a trip to Seattle uh, in a few days to cover the pirates trip out there. It's just a flight, man. You know, it's not, and I'm not the one being an athlete or whatever. So I can't relate to that. I can't relate to altitude difference and things like that and how it affects athletes. But to say that oh my god the difference between a three-hour flight and a five-hour flight is two hours i will say this too
1: and let me say this because i answered this on tuesday if i'm not mistaken somebody asked me um you know what's the biggest misconception about pro players i i kind of alluded to that like everybody wants to win the game when we went to the west coast at times it wasn't a thought of losing it never was So to be able to put it in a box and say that we only lose or we lose mostly on the West Coast, I would say that ain't (laughs) – that's not really the goal. Nobody actually thinks about it, and it's more or less – they may just have our card on that day, and it's just so happened to a West Coast team. I really wish I had a better answer for y'all on that Yeah, there's
0: just – we could bring up the Oakland game.
1: I was there. I played it.
0: You played in it. And all I was doing was trying to find the X-ray machine. <laughs> I caught a concussion that game.
1: I actually had to come out of that game. Marquise actually pulled our trainer. And was like, "Hey, Norwick, Moan ain't feeling good,"
0: and he I was out that. of the that game was in early. Mm-hmm. That was in
1: Oakland. Remember on the football mm-hmm.
0: baseball field? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere in the infield. Crazy. David Mahoki comes in with a contribution that's appreciated, David, And to anybody who does that, or or who you know comes in as a member. Uh, he says, hey, Moan, it's easy to see when the offensive line makes mistakes, tackles for losses, sacks. Why is it so hard to see an in-sync line from a fan standpoint unless the running back has 100 yards per game? Why is that the stat that we prioritize? And I know what he's saying. It's frustrating too. for me, too, because I feel like he's a reporter, I'm sitting up there and I'm watching this and I'm going, I, I, I'm going to spend this snap, this Go next on. snap. Yeah. Okay, and I'm just going to say I'm watching DeCastro here. I want to see how DeCastro is handling his guy. I got no chance of doing that any other way live at the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to isolate. Don't have
1: to isolate it. David, listen to me. You see this lion with a crown. That's you for that question. Okay, that crown belongs to you. Okay, not because you're asking offensive line questions, okay, but because that is such That's a, a good one. well <laughs> thought of question. But yeah. like I can sit here with a laser point and break it down to you as to why. This is why, right here, okay, David. Nobody cares about the big guys because there are no attainable stats. You don't get your name called. That's the point that that is the biggest issue of it all. Pancakes. Like I can tell you I had five pancakes in a game, you say, but well, y'all still lost. Like when a line is in sync. It is by far one of the most beautiful things you will see, too. Like, it is something that I enjoyed knowing that, look, we stepped great together, man. But how do you actually give positives or negatives? Because we've had big old positive plays with one or two guys with a negative on on that actual play. Right guard and left tackle might have a negative, but we got 50 yards on the play. And it's simply because it's about how many times can you beat your guy in front of you? The sickness part of it may still be, I may be behind Marquise and there's a looper that gets around him, but doesn't hit Ben. It's just really one of those things to where it's not necessarily one step by another. It's the entire group. That's why I always break it down to you guys that look, it may take time for this new OL to get together. Four weeks is what I'm saying. Doesn't mean they're going to be bad it just means that it may take a little bit of time because steps have to be right. Movement, snap count, understanding who can do what in live shots under the lights. Like, it is so much. And I appreciate you asking a question like that because it is, because it's like dancing.
0: It's... I thought you were going for synchronized swimming, but okay. I mean, it that is, came like, up earlier <laughs> in the week. <laughs> I mean,
1: it, it gets me going that somebody would ask a question like that because there's no real way to say it. But I, you do know when a guy is bad or an entire line is bad, but that can also be somebody else's problem. Maybe the quarterback should have got rid of the ball on his first read.
0: I'm going to give this one a shot. If you ever want to get excited about an offensive line in pass pro, because that's what you're talking about here. Okay, <laughs> if you ever want to watch and again most people are obviously watching on television not in person so if you're watching right. on tv okay if you're you're watching a game you see the replay and you see one of those shots from behind mm-hmm. which are always the way better angles than the than the standard tv shot from the sideline if you see an offensive lineman communicating in any form with another offensive lineman just before the snap and then you see those two guys execute in a way that you might not normally see them execute and you'll end up seeing body on body boom and then over to the left body on body boom that's beautiful
1: that's beautiful it is
0: that's that's probably the center
1: yeah yeah
0: calling that shot he's saying listen this guy right here he's me okay or yes or
1: four of the five working and the fifth guy dk finding work
0: like There's oh, oh. Yeah. as opposed to not finding work. Oh which we've my seen. god!
1: I have the best way to, to categorize offensive line, good or bad. You ready for it, DK? Is good mm-hmm. little laugh right here. You ready? All right, mm-hmm. let's do it. <laughs> Ramon Foster career stats: it's 160 uh, game plays, 145 games started. That is stats. how they do it. Thanks. That is Blake. your stats. That is That, our is, stats, that is your man. stats.
0: Although I'm telling you, that's going to change you you're starting to see more and more people rely on pro football focus. And at some point the NFL is not going to let PFF hog the brand.
1: You better believe it. DK. Okay,
0: do you follow me here? Yes, I do. But okay. here's
1: the, the other way too. And this is what's the, the back end that sucks for the mm-hmm. Uh, The biggest group on the field on every team, the most players in the NFL, I think at any position for the most part. Uh, but there's only so many pro bowl and all pro guys too. If you don't get one of those accolades, Then it's almost as if nothing really happened. And that right there is why. But I digress and we move forward.
0: Blake's got your stats up on the board there. You see that? He just existed, everybody. He just existed. existed. Yes, we did. (laughs) Brian Altina says, Hey, Moan, one of my daughters is an exceptional athlete. Any advice on how to mold her without pushing too hard?
1: continually have conversation, Brian, get understand and get understanding with your child. And this is what I always tell my boys. We'll, we'll go through our pregame. Hey, make sure you do this. Understand this, pay attention to that. The best thing you can tell your daughter, who's a youth playing sports, have fun, remove yourself as a parent, let them do their thing, take them to all the training they need to. But at the end of the day, you make sure you do every two week Every week, once a month, checks on them mentally and ask them, are you still having fun? If they are and they're truthful about it, push. Give little nuggets, pull back at a time, let them flourish, see if they're going to work on their own. Give little nuggets, pull back, ask questions, talk about it. But make sure, especially as a youth, they're having fun because as soon as they get to college or she go pro, it turns a little bit different from there.
0: Yeah, it's 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 something else entirely. The one thing I say to my kids every time they leave the house, every single time, last two words, have fun. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're doing, have fun. Everything else will follow. Yeah. At that age, have fun. And Jake un- says, go ahead. I was going to say,
1: unless they're being disrespectful or disrespecting the game, don't beat them down. Your job as a parent, for the most part, is to encourage, support. Uh, And I'm even learning that my doggone self, as I say this, so I'm talking to me too. Okay. Uh Encourage, support. As long as they're not disrespecting the game or disrespecting people out there in the game, let them have it. Talk to them the next day about what you didn't like, what you didn't see. Okay. That's, that's what I'd also tell you.
0: Jake says, it's time to talk about Arthur Millette. very confusing move. Uh, Arthur, I have to give the official disclosure on this show is a, is a, dude of mine uh arthur was my guy (laughs) for a couple of years now um and uh, somebody that that i relied quite a bit on as a reporter to get the truth to get a real good healthy vibe of this team where is this team what are you thinking the kind of stuff i used to ask you moan in the locker room where are you really what's really happening in here Yeah, and Arthur was that, and it was appreciated. A great guy, tremendous competitor, and actually a very good football player as a nickel corner when it came to covering the run. Not so much with the pass. You want to talk about some of those PFF stats? They were not generous mm. to to, to Mallette when it came to pass coverage. Uh, but Moan, it's becoming clearer to me. Yeah that this team, especially with the really understated acquisition of Keanu Neal is going to become a three safety operation that has Neal up closer to the line of scrimmage, helping out Cole Holcomb, helping out in Landon Roberts. It's going to look different, man. It's going to look different.
1: Yeah. And, and this is the thing. So I think as, as much as we find ourselves in love with the players that are inside of that building from the year before, two years before The business, y'all, either you're getting better, you're getting worse, or you're getting on. I've said that before. That's kind of how it goes. And if a team, and as much as we criticize or you guys criticize Coach Tomlin, these are the moves, the hard moves that have to be made in order to keep your brand, as we spoke about this earlier with the schedule release, at top, tier top shape, like the top tier. Like, I don't like it, DK, right? I know you're probably not a huge fan of it, but youth, Experience and a a a type is what they're looking for.
0: Yeah the uh they're they're looking for they're looking for aggression they're looking for making sure that they can make plays that they can make splash plays. One of the things that's a commonality on the resume of all the guys that have been added defensively, with the exception of Joey Porter Jr., is that they're they're proficient at takeaways at taking the football away, and they yeah. believe that Joey can do that uh, as well. Uh, Slide Art Rule. Slide Rule Art, I should say. says, hey, (laughs) Mo, no one calling you the Big Ragu anymore. Where'd that name even come from?
1: Yeah, no, I still get called that. You hear me? Even in Tennessee, Big Ragu. It was somebody at the park the other day that kind of said that. Uh, It came from Tunchin' Wolf. Uh, Word got around the facility that I made a really good lasagna, and they needed to know why was it so good. Why was everybody asking about it? Everybody tried it, and they were just like, it's got to be something. What is it? It's the sauce. It's the ragu sauce. You the big ragu. That's where it came from. Slide our
0: rule art. Slide I miss, rule art. I, I miss Tunch every day. I do too. Okay. This is, is real and is genuine and just uh, just a, such a heartfelt Dude. human being. that's hard to describe. Okay. It's not like just because, oh, he passed. So they're saying nice things about him. I don't know. You heard everybody say this stuff about him. I'm going to yeah. tell you my favorite thing about Tunch and Wolf together, which is mm-hmm. how I think of them to this day and i tell wolf that and and he thinks of the same way actually is they didn't just do the job they didn't show up and oh here's the booth put on the headset and let's analyze no they practically were embedded with you it's a very different vibe yeah there's commentating and then there's commentating from within it was almost like being embedded within a military operation yeah the way reporters are in a war yeah. They were with you guys at every practice, they were talking to you. They were, they were, and for the case of the offensive line, they this. were traveling with you, uh, because they're employed by the team, yeah. And but they were there, and it was a just a different sense for what you And, and I, I just I, I loved seeing them around you guys and talking, and living with you as if, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying, yeah. And th-
1: this was one of the coolest points about them that, that I enjoy because the NFL is such a it's, it's such a cool fraternity, right, DK? So as you said, they were employed by the team, so they travel with us at the team hotel, and we step out and go to dinner and stuff as a group. We walk out of the door. DK, I'm not sure if you did this or you knew this was the case, but I see them too, on a bench somewhere near the entrance down a little bit. And as soon as you walk out of the hotel, you get a whiff of something like, there's Tonchin Wolf. They sit out there and have their the honorary cigars for each Chief. weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Like you want to talk about nostalgia with those two dudes? Just been two dudes sitting on the bench enjoying the stogie the night before the game. Beautiful scene, man. And they always had some quirky to say. So I was I was super. Uh, I'm glad to have known them. Tunch for sure.
0: My favorite thing with Wolf. We do this after every game. Okay? Yeah. The outside, we're outside the locker room. They haven't let the media in. Okay. And you guys have your few minutes or whatever to yourselves. You cool off, whatever else. There's no reporters in there. Right. I just go up to Wolf. And I just look him in the eye. Whatever the result was. Win, yeah. loss, whatever it is. We just make yeah. eye contact. And Wolf will go like this. And he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll point out. Because he knows I'm always looking for some kind of inside yeah. something on the offensive line. And he'll point out something. He'll say, did you see James Daniels? Did you see that's what i wanted to see from him yeah that right there is what did you see and it's always positive he's never never occurred he's he doesn't have a he doesn't have a negative bone in his body but i love hearing it and i love hearing it from him and i love the fact that he's got the game face on yeah out there he's in his 60s yeah he's got the game face on outside your room like he just played
1: you know. No doubt about it, man. And can can tell you uh can tell you the ins and outs of the game because they was very much they stayed refreshed to it too, DK. So uh really good friends. I got a really cool picture with him, uh Alan Fanica, David DeCastro, Kendall Simmons, and myself. And we called it the 73s and 66s in a picture. It's on my Instagram, man. It is a really, really, really cool shot. Uh, So I was I was glad to have carried on Kendall Simmons and uh, uh, Wolf's uh, number for sure, Craig Wolf.
0: Good, good stuff, Uh, man. Just talking about them, you can see (laughs) the impact it has when you're talking about uh, good people here. Aaron wants to know why they start minicamp on a Friday. I'm not sure why they wouldn't. Uh, I'm going to say again that yeah, it's yeah, minicamp. Please, please, my friends, do not overstate. the 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 impacts of this event it's orientation yeah there's not going to be and we're going to get these on monday and tuesday on the show how did so and so look how did they look you're not going to know
1: right no you're just
0: not you might know how they sound you Mm -hmm. from interviews and stuff like that but you're not going to hear something performance-based or get some kind of nugget like what kind of amazing sideline catch darnell washington made or whatever (laughs) that's not this event (laughs) no joe says hey moan do you think that uh Kendrick Green would be a good fullback.
1: Oh, wow. I saw somebody give a reason to that. Apparently Vince Williams said that uh, somewhere maybe on social Vinny. media. It was, it was Vinny. Vinny, Vinny yeah. said that.
0: Vinny's I, always thinking. I,
1: I I get his logic behind it. I want to just find a reason for a guy. If he wanted to transform, like, who's Baltimore's fullback? Did they have Rashard? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be something that would be phenomenal for him. But this this is a, a young man I think wants to play O.L. If you put him on the field in big packages and stuff like that, tight red zone, thir- third and one, fourth and one, having the ability to get an extra push uh, at the line of scrimmage, yes. But a primary fullback, no. I, you know where I'm going with this one, DK. I, I, I reserve that role for Connor Hayward. because then you become multifaceted in what you can do with a guy like him on the field. You're a liability by putting a big offensive lineman on the field that probably don't have good hands catching the ball. Jim Fairfield says, hey, Moan.
0: Actually, he's got two exclamation points. I like that. Give it it
1: proper. Yeah, respect.
0: Hey, Moan. (laughs) Could Kelvin Austin develop into a starter if healthy? Watching his college film, I was impressed by his – Ability to get open and run forward. No, he says actually run forward after the catch. A <laughs> shot at Deontay, or does his size limit him?
1: Size doesn't limit him at all. I, I, I hate last year happened, uh, but starter he got to be dynamic. I, you look at this squad. <laughs> I mean, really look at the bones of this team that's going to start the skill guys: Deontay, George, uh, Robinson, Pat. Who's my fifth that I'm missing out potentially, DK? Um, uh, well, I mean, I mean, Deontay. that's it right there. I said, Deontay, yeah. so now oh, okay. the next one, yeah. That's, I mean, is he going to replace one of those five? Probably not because you got five offensive linemen and a quarterback that's 11 starter. Yeah, he, no, he,
0: he, he can in certain situations. You can see uh, you, your base set if you have three wide receivers out there, it's going to be Deontay, Allen Robinson, and George Pickens. Yeah, uh, but if you got four receiver sets, which every team does, you can even yeah. go five wide. Uh, he can be out there. I'm picturing, as far as the size goes, this is kind of neat. I'm picturing, uh, you know, like some cheesy after-school film where there's there's the one little dude with the with the big mouth who's walking <laughs> around with a bunch of really big nasty dudes, but he's all tough because he's in the middle of them. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I see is Austin. Yeah. If you have all these big dudes out there and Austin catches the ball and he's got that ability
1: to yeah. find
0: that open grass, he just yeah, sniffs he does. it out and goes for it, wherever it is. I do wherever want to see is. him
1: flourish, man. Uh, I got one for us, DK. It's pretty mm-hmm. good, man. Uh, that's uh-huh. a dope brotherhood. You're 100% correct right there, Courtney. Uh, it comes from Robert Baxter. He said, hey, Mo, what could Kendrick do to become a better lineman? Squat so he doesn't get bull rush as much? Very fascinating, man. Uh, I'm going to be real. I think it's more mental than it is yes. physical.
0: Yes,
1: It's one of those things where you next play is always the motto. Uh, and you can't overstate that enough. Good or bad or in between. It's never as good as it is and it's never as bad as it is. And some people hold on to that way too hard when they have a bad play or a bad situation. I think his situation is like that. and And this is the other part, too minimize your deficiencies he didn't find a way to do that and by the time the season ended they were already in free agency for other starters and he couldn't beat them out dk
0: so much of what we saw and you might have picked up on a little a little bit of a cynical reaction i had to something earlier in the show about about not blocking anybody yeah and i kind of went like this and i'm thinking of kendrick green and i'm thinking of all the times he blocked ghosts and he would just stand there Yeah with his hands forward is like oh no kid no at least put the hands down man there's nobody there you know it was it was tough to watch that that's there's no way that's not mental
1: it has to be mental the separator from those who do and those who don't y'all
0: works his rear end off i have to throw that in there never question that he's his strength uh his, his 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 raw physical ability is not to be questioned here never Uh, question that no and and james on the other hand questions the number of expert chefs that have been involved in this show and and he's right to do so wow because james at the get-go cafe and market quality is at the core of every menu item they don't have one or two expert chefs like some other places do No, no no they've got three and all three of them like synchronized swimmers are working jointly on fine-tuning every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. You know, we joke about the live read and everything, but it's good food. Yeah, but we know. We know Chef Tom, who is actually the head chef, believe it or not. And Chef Tom will come visit us at our downtown store, and he brings, like, stuff. He never comes in empty-handed. He comes in with these new... The test projects that they're yeah. making. And he's like, well, try this thing. It's a it's a mac cheese bite with this and this and this. And you're like, dude, you're making food at a gas station, right? But yeah. he puts everything into it.
1: That's awesome. Well, I'll be sure to let you know what date I'm coming up and make sure there's a spread there, DK. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Mark Lancaster says, uh, hey, Moan, my first live game was a Cordell-led team against Cleveland at Old Three Rivers. What's this talk about Cranberry? What?
1: I'm not sure. I've always heard the conversation they're alluding to something um a practice facility, but I think it's probably going to stay on the south side. Yeah. Uh Cranberry Township is in outside no. of Pittsburgh, so Yeah. No. I th- where are the pirate? I mean not the Pirates, the, the, the uh, Penguins, are, penguins. In yeah, penguins no. are in Cranberry. Yeah. Penguins no. are in Cranberry. Yeah.
0: I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try this one more time today. They are the Pittsburgh Steelers they are <laughs> Pittsburgh's team. Yeah. They're playing exactly where it is that they belong. Uh, yeah. Pretty simple process here. Uh, Renee Kelly, she asks, Hey, Moan, are only rookies at the minicamp this weekend? What about the vets who were picked up in free agency? When do they have to report?
1: There are rules that allow certain guys to show up if they didn't have ample amount of time, if they, if they didn't play an ample amount of time, if they were on practice squad the entire year without being activated. I knew guys who are technically in the NFL for three years, but never on the active roster, and they had to go to a rookie minicamp. Uh, no, it's not just rookies. It's some guys out there that they have experience. And as DK said it, you said it too, didn't you? DK, early in the broadcast, that this is really a tryout, still.
0: Yeah, th- this is. There's, there's not much going on there. It's, yeah, it's an orientation. I, I, I can't, I can't underplay this event enough. Other than the fact that we get access to them, we get to meet them, we get to know them a little bit better. It's orientation. Slim says they're talking about putting a new stadium in crib. They are not talking about any wow. such thing, Slim. No, they're just not. Yeah. Okay. They're just not. The Steelers are always looking to make uh, Heinz Field slash Ackershire Stadium better. Uh, there is a there is a there is an internal feeling that there are things that they can do that they want to get done over there. Those things will not come cheaply. Of course okay? not. That's it. Uh, there is absolutely nothing to anything. Uh, regarding the Steelers not being, I couldn't
1: imagine it.
0: Yeah, th- this is—I I can't even come close to entertaining.
1: The only change uh, I would ever see happening would be, but they're so landlocked, they don't—I th- don't think they have that opportunity. Is the Pitt Panthers doing something on
0: their campus? But oh, there's, yeah, there's nothing they can do. Yeah, they there's, can't. There's, no, the, you would. I, my answer to people when they bring up Pitt putting a, another stadium in Oakland is, which hospital are you going to tear down? <laughs> And Then they go, Oh, we'd have to tear a hospital down, and I say, No, you'd have to tear down probably about three of them. Yeah, you would. Okay. Yeah, and so you would. the the Steelers and the Pit Panthers are exactly where they're going to be.
1: Do uh, you see do you, you see Acrosshore slash Hinesville or Hinesville Acrossure being a uh, a Lambo field type of stadium? Like that's a real question considering the significance of what you just said, like, is that that type of stadium, DK, where yeah, you just you, add to it, beautify
0: it? Yeah, you don't even have to. What, what has to happen, there are things that have to happen there. Uh, most of them, I believe, again, aesthetic, but most of them are are, are are internal. The stuff that they're talking about is internal. The stuff that you remember, we were talking about with that player yeah. survey. Yeah. OK, it's a matter of knocking down inside walls. OK. How do you make this work? How do you make that work? How do you tear down this room, that room, and that room and make that into an area that's for the family lounge and stuff like that? That's all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, externally, when you're talking about the seats, you're talking, replacing those bleachers in the north end zone. Yeah. Uh, you could be talking about different expansions of different uh, clubs and suites, which is where you make your big money. That corporate okay? money. Teams don't like to talk about this sort of thing publicly because it sounds like they're they're spitting on the common man or whatever. But if they take out 10,000 regular old yellow seats Ooh. and replace them with suites, they're making way more money, they infinitely are. more money. But then how do you respond to that? Because the Steelers have a season ticket base that extends to early 1970. So there's, there's no... Uh, I've got to admonish Mike here. Hang on. Mike says I've been a Steelers fan in Arkansas since the early 1970s. I've never been to Pittsburgh. I've never seen a game in person, but I rarely miss a game. And I love how I feel more connected through shows like this. We love you, Mike. We do. I I want you to come and visit Pittsburgh. (laughs) Okay, I'm, I'm finding a nice way to say that it's it's. Truly one of the world's most beautiful cities.
1: I, I would tell you this, man. Depending on what's your closest city, Fayetteville or Little Rock, man, catch that Southwest flight. Uh, find your way up. I would almost even say, listen, just be around Accra Stadium. Be be on the North Shore. Like, There's it's so many bars around that you would feel the presence of it. And you may, may even be able to scalp a ticket if you have to, man. It is a phenomenal scene. As a player, Our, I didn't even see the fan experience of a DK like that. It is a phenomenal scene.
0: If I put a if I put a question right out here for a survey right now, and I ask people what is what is Pittsburgh's number one industry, you know how many people would answer something about steel? Okay, yeah. even though steel's like okay, that's it. it's we, not we the industry. We don't, we don't have a single steel mill left in, in Pittsburgh city limits. The number one industry that we have is medicine. Yep. The number two industry that we have is tech. You know what the number three one is?
1: A hospitality,
0: tourism. Yep. Yeah,
1: I know. It. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know that. I mean, we we are it. it it's a special place. It's worth it's worth your trip I, here.
1: I, and the reason I knew that DK is because uh, pandemic really hit and shut down. I was always told Pittsburgh was a emergency hub because of all the medical technology that That's they right. have there. So you guys were way better off than a lot of places
0: in Pittsburgh. Well, we we cured the last pandemic the polio i mean, <laughs> that I mean was, seriously yeah that, that's that happened at the university of pittsburgh bears off
1: to the right side of the interstate yep. isn't it on the way yep. out or in
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Nice. It, the medicine is our, our 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 medicine and our hospitals are, are 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 through the roof here slim says tourism helps out the city it doesn't help but uh, it's our number three industry <laughs> that's leading. more than helping out here um robert says he'd love to come to pittsburgh um and now we're getting a whole bunch of Pittsburgh stuff here. Let me see if I can get get us back to some some kind of football thing here. <laughs> um, I have it is a here. beautiful
1: city, y'all. DK, we're gonna try to really set something up because I know for a fact I will be up doing the Titan Steelers game, and we we may have to get something together, man. I'm just throwing it out there right now, as they call it spitballing, real quick. But that is on the docket for sure. So y'all book it as soon as we know. Yeah,
0: just c- come on downtown. That's yeah. this We are we are. We're at 224 Fifth Avenue. Ryan Shazier will be right next door. That's where he's working now. He's literally the next next physical door. He is the ambassador for the new UFC gym that's opening up right next to us on Fifth Avenue uh, on June 1st. And uh, Mark Lancaster asks, hey, Moan, have you ever thought about entering the NFL as a line coach? The way you break down the line play is poetic.
1: Uh, that's just 11 years right there, Mark. Nah, man. Uh, y'all know my focus is for the most part is my wife and kids, especially uh, that's busy as my boys. For instance, this weekend, my oldest is going to Georgia to pick up with a baseball team. My youngest has a tournament on Mother's Day weekend uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we got to drive there tomorrow. I'm we're, Busy. That's why I told you uh, we didn't do the show yesterday because I was about to crash and schedule in conflict with both of us. So uh, yeah, we'd
0: rather have you crash in bed than crash on the road.
1: Thank you, DK. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's, he he just says to me so casually. He'll send these texts that says like, "Hey, I'm driving to Mississippi," and I'm like, "You're doing the who to the what?" <laughs> but that's the way he takes care of his kids. That's yeah. that's that's something special here. Uh, David mahoki says, "Hey, moan you ever think about doing a film session?" For an episode from an educational standpoint, I love hearing the passion in your voice. You may not want to coach, but we would listen to you. Uh, yes, I would. Uh, I would do that. It's a matter of setting
1: it up, DK. Though that's a long stream. It's a very long stream, but
0: it's it also it it kills the the algorithm. You can't it. do it. We'll, uh, we, we'll, we can't we'll use. We can't use, it. See, I'm here to to to, to, to be, be real the about, kill about on this kind ah. of stuff. Yeah. It, it kills the algorithm, it kills the monetization, everything. The moment you put up one millisecond of NFL footage, oh, the league's lawyers theoretically come after you, you know?
1: Okay, well, there it is then. But yeah. listen to me, if there's ever a question, we can go back to a player too. I got the All-22 also, so uh, I'll just field questions whenever it's time, DK. How about that? I
0: saw this from Robbie earlier, and I, and I love this. He says, hey, Moan, do you think that Dan Moore – will answer questions for Broderick Jones if he asks, how do you handle that when a job is at stake? By the way, we have a new king for best question today. That is really good. good. Same position. They're both young, but one of them's three years in. The other one's brand new, here to steal his job.
1: This is my answer to you. Yes, he should, and I think he will. Uh, because if he's the, if he thinks he himself is that good, then there's nothing to worry about. And this is the other portion of it, too, for me. Everybody in that room, from all I ever heard about Alan Fanica to Marvell Smith to Kendall Simmons to Willie Colon, to Trey Essex to Max Starks to myself to Marquise to Marcus Gilbert to Kelvin Beecham, I can go down the line and lineage of guys that have did this. Look, grab a guy, put him under his wing. And teach them the way. My interference with the performance of the Pittsburgh Steelers can never be personal. It has always been that way. DK, how many times have I told you? Cody Wallace coming in. BJ Finney coming in. Keith, uh, golly, I forget his last name. Uh, Chris Scott coming in. David DeCastro coming in. Never have I ever seen anybody in that room turn a blind eye to helping a young guy out. That would be neglectful if that happened inside of that locker room because it's been
0: set for years. Well, let's take it further. Okay. Just just for fun. Okay? All right. This is a culture thing. You get... If you if you saw Dan Moore doing this or behaving like this and you're Ramon Foster, active left guard on this team. What happens? He get called out. Oh hell, yes, he would get called out. He get called out. <laughs> like
1: what do you what do you mean?
0: we're like, all on if... the same team here, dude. What, what you do you get what... hurt? We need him. That's that's
1: and that's that is the mental that is the culture, DK. It is, and that's why it's always one of those situations where, like, are there issues on the team? Heck yeah, it is. But like, think about how much we kept the the hood on top of the AB situations, all that type of stuff that went on. It's because for the betterment of the team, our job is to win by whoever's going to be inside of that lineup. And then this is the other portion: if there is any inkling of that happening. The guy's probably ch- cut or traded. It's that, I swear to y'all, it is that simple inside of that room or inside of that building. And it starts with Coach Tomlin, but it's even above him with Mr. Rooney.
0: And even for your longer term future, wherever it is that you end up, you do not want that as luggage. Come on now. You don't want that on the back of your scouting card. Uh, bad teammate. And wouldn't the help, league talk. Wouldn't help out. Right now. Listen, I'm making it sound like we're making Dan Moore sound like a villain. this actually isn't going to happen. <laughs> Dan Moore is not that guy. He is actually more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? He's more engaged about accountability from yeah. his, uh, his line mates. And don't take that as a, as a knock on him either. Like, well, why should he be that guy? He's not any good. He is always aware of the culture and of the communication. He's the one. Dan Moore talked to me last year. Had a great conversation about looking at teammates' eyes uh, as he comes in in the parking lot and saying, hey, you weren't all there today. Yeah. What was yeah. that all about? You all yeah. right? Not in right. a critical way, but you all right? I'm here for you. Yeah. That's Dan Moore. Okay, this is a mm-hmm. good, good dude. And, so I don't want to make it sound and, this hypothetical. Don't take it too far. I, I
1: got a real going, DK, and we may be coming to the end of the broadcast, we are, this is We it. are. I think William McDuffie's is is one of the best ones right here. Who took Pouncy in? It was my job to make sure he was going to be took care of, number one. But what's so wild about that is, is Marquise made it his point for guys after him. Cody Wallace, okay? Him and Cody battled like they hated each other, but that's because Marquise was going to push him, and it benefited uh, Cody Wallace, right? Fernando Velasco was another guy that came in and benefited from that. B.J. Finney, uh, Chris Hubbard. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we made it a point to spread that love around because it's so much. Like, Mar- ask Mark. What did Marquis Mar- say on our uh, broadcast, DK, when we-, we did our interview, our conversation? Moan, I'm glad you took me in. I needed you. Like, that was and is how it always is going to be, man. It is, it is a – I'm telling y'all, man, it, if this team wins the Super Bowl at some point in the near future, gosh, the bones is there. It's a matter of connecting that web and – dotting the t dotting the eyes and crossing the t's man
0: it really is we went a lot longer today than we usually do that was I got because going. we didn't have a show yesterday uh, neither of us could make it actually i was covering the pirates uh game over at pnc park so it wasn't just moan neither we communicated with each other and we're like we can't do the show today can we and he's like nope nope okay cool all right let's just let everybody know so we always yeah. apologize when that happens but at the same time, not really, because there's just certain things that we got to do here. Yeah, want to see is. something cool? Watch this. Talk to
1: me. What's that?
0: Here we go. In order. This show got 300 likes.
1: Whoa.
0: Wait, wait, wait. What else? We reached 300 members today. Mm-hmm. And bell's because we're not done. Up. What's that? Com- coming up Monday is episode 300. It's oh. like the 300 Club here.
1: Hey, that's the 300 Club, man. One more ding from my bell, man. That's awesome.
0: That is really, really cool. Uh, We are grateful for everybody who comes in here and keeps this thing going. Facts. Uh, It's it's a labor of love, and at the same time, you know – we, we want yeah. it to work. We want it to be something that's feasible, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I see somebody say, was that 300? If you want to believe that, Antoine, yes, you were, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, yes, who's indeed. a big part of the the, uh, the the membership drive, says 300 was a good movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that awesome. was a
0: Zack Snyder film. One of those, uh, you know, uh, where you the ooh. slow motion punches mm-hmm. and then the speed up, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I do. Xerxes in that was a bad man, man. Yes, he was.
0: Pef's just stalling here. He just wants you to ring the bell three hundred times. See,
1: this is this is what they come for right here, DK. Where, is, where did I just see that? Uh, uh, somebody said, "I love it when you get wound up like that, man." I I get going and it just takes takes me, man. It
0: does. It's good stuff, guys. We appreciate it. We will be no, back uh, for tomorrow's show, and I'm going to have a, l- a little bit of a pleasant surprise for you as well because I will be coming back right from rookie mini camp nice so we can talk about stuff information whatever that's right from fresh off the scene all right yeah Yeah. and broderick jones and everything else and all that other good stuff here all right
1: beautiful good people appreciate y'all attention man uh that time spent watching has been awesome you guys are phenomenal and thanks to everybody for the memberships uh it's mother's day weekend i'm without mine fellas husbands
0: uh, don't let them don't let these occasions pass do not take them for granted perfectly
1: said dk perfectly said
0: you will you will you will regret yeah each one that you you blew off because mm. you wanted to do something else on a given sunday go
1: get something pay respect even if you have to uh make it happen happy mother's day we'll get to that tomorrow dk but man great show today
0: The brand. That is the brand. Oh, look <laughs> at the first the first half of that that term is Pittsburgh. You see that? What? Right yeah, there. That's the brand. And Steelers. The brand. Big show coming tomorrow, guys. Yeah. be ready?